What's up and welcome to the 5050 podcast. My name is Corey. Here with me is Brian. What do we got today? Right, so NBA All-Star game was this weekend. It was very kind of went with the trend of like kind of where the game is going in itself because the dunk contest was pretty underwhelming. There was like it was somebody I forgot who it was. Somebody came in saying they're going to have some original stuff. And um, they didn't. Uh, Obi Toppin had a couple nice dunks. And then Simons or Simmons. I think it's Simons. He had a, a his last dunk where he tried to kiss the rim would have been an all time amazing dunk if he pulled it off. Uh, but he didn't. And um, so when he didn't like get the dunk, but he still won anyway, just because the other dunk that Obi Toppin did was like nothing very special. In terms of right. just like what you, we've seen from dunk contests in the past, I don't know. There, it just wasn't all that exciting. But uh, the three point contest was with Curry going off as per usual, killing it from killing it. They had the 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 deep three this time, and he knocked those down too. He had to beat Mike Conley, who was a late addition into it. But um, yeah, honestly, I, I kind of liked how they added everything onto one day, but. I don't know. The, it was just, it just seemed like a little lackluster. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was a, a lot going into it because wasn't it like a, a big deal to the players that they didn't want to do it in the first place? Yeah, there was a lot of backlash be, that they were just going through with the All-Star weekend amid the pandemic and all this stuff going on. And then Simmons and Embiid both had con- contact tracing and both didn't get to participate in the game anyway. And they NBA didn't seem all too uh, swayed by it. They seemed pretty intent on the game going on. Uh, and they got through the weekend without any positive tests, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the game itself was fine. I, I thought the the game was a lot of fun to watch. They did the... It, it, the go on, go sorry. Oh, they're doing the... Um, they did the setup they did last year where they had all the quarters start 0-0. Zero, zero. And then the oh, okay, so they map. did do the quarter by yeah. quarter. Okay, because that was my question I was going to ask. Yeah, so the setup was good. Um, they did the draft again. Uh, LeBron's team was clearly going to be better because Durant picked and didn't play. And then I forgot whose team Simmons and, and beat her on, but LeBron's team pretty much won uh, every quarter and the final one pretty in dominant fashion. And honestly, the most exciting parts were Curry and Lillard taking like eight shots from half court and hitting most of them. It was just deep shot after deep shot. And then Lillard won the game, got the 170 points required with one of those really deep threes. So that was kind of the exciting part of the, of the weekend, just watching all the deep threes going in. Yeah. I mean, I wish I, I, I wish I had put some time aside to, to watch it. I usually ask for that weekend off or take time to watch it. Um, Sadly, I, I don't I don't watch the game so much as the skills challenges and whatnot. But um, I don't know this weird th- this year's been kind of weird. So I mean, I wanted to watch it, and, but like I said, it kind of crept up on me. I think if I really thought about it, I would have taken some time to watch it. I'm I mean, sure there'll be replays I'll catch up to catch up on. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's just it's just an all star game. It's not something you like. 
I'm, I'm either really big into watching anyway. It's just nice to watch them have some fun every now and then. Pull off some crazy plays. And, um... But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it was still a whole lot of no defense and a lot of dunks and a lot of deep threes and just showing off their range. Uh, Giannis made all 16 of his shots or something ridiculous. Um, wow. He, he hit three three-pointers, too. One of them he banked in. But uh, I didn't even Josh realize. shooting a three, huh? Yeah, I didn't even realize that he didn't miss a single shot in that entire game until he got the MVP. Nah, that's um, incredible. Yeah, so there was some stuff like that. Uh, Zion was missing layups. LeBron missed a couple layups. He didn't play all that much. He's been dealing with the ankle injury. But, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of it was just a typical All-Star weekend, honestly. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad it went off without a relative skid, I guess. Um, I know that Simmons and Embiid having any, or coming in contact, that was a bummer. But I honestly think that a little more should have probably went into that whole process anyway. Yeah, I mean, it was something. Have... It was something about like their barber tested positive or something. So they're yeah, that part I heard. The only complaint I have about this whole All Star thing is, is I kind of, I feel like Adam Silver just came out and was like, "Hey, we need to do this because, like, we need to do like we are the first, um, sport organization to actually get our shit together." you know, for their pandemic season, we'll just call it. And then they wanted to do an all-star game. But I, I feel like they should have announced that a long time ago. And I don't know, put everybody in a bubble or something. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. I mean, they, the, the bubble for last season went so well. And then they just seem that sense of urgency around everything just didn't seem there this season. There's been a lot of, there were times earlier in the year where teams were short players and they ended up having to play anyway. So they've kind of dropped the ball a bit here and there, but I mean, um, the season is going along just fine. It's not like, uh, I mean, baseball and football, they both had their issues too. I mean, there's, there's really no escaping it, but yeah, yeah, I mean the first week or first, I want to say couple weeks of the baseball season was a nightmare. I mean, you had teams playing, several double headers a week just to catch up to you know where everyone else out is in the schedule it was terrible yeah it wasn't like the pirates who i think it was a pirates who missed like uh sorry missing like two weeks or was it the white Sox? i forget it was a bad team i thought it was like the no, cardinals no, no, no. it was it was the cardinals because You're right. it was the cardinals flaherty had like tweeted something from like a hotel room with his mattress turned over because he was trying to stay you know fit and ready to go and he was throwing baseballs against it and he was saying something like he hopes he doesn't miss because he's gonna throw it through uh the glass sliding door in his hotel room which i mean i completely understand um i mean every sport's a little bit different i know football um they started letting fans in i guess somewhere through the season and they did i don't think they did like pro bowl picks but they didn't i don't think they played a game or anything um no, they didn't do that. I mean, no one watches the Pro Bowl anyway, so it was really easy for them to just cut that out. Yeah, but, like, with basketball, like, I honestly think if you would announce that sooner that you wanted to do it and you, I don't know, like, really took the time to prepare and everything, I think it would have went a little bit better. Because I think the problem was it was kind of dropped. Because it felt like they dropped it on the players at last, like the last minute. 
because I don't remember when the season starting they that was the plan to have an All Star game. It was yeah, there was this, like every so often there'd be an article about how the league was making progress towards going through with it, and then they decided that they're going to do it, and then players just started to uh, complain about it. But that was only like a few weeks ago. Like it was very recent. They, yeah, uh, and one thing I do got to say though about that is. I, I honestly think the players want to go through with it anyway because from the looks of it, they had a blast. And another thing is that they really didn't want to have, want to go through with it. They didn't have to play. I mean, last year, uh, what was it, the Bucks and Pacers or something like that uh, after um, uh, the George Floyd shooting were like, we're not taking the court. Or something I forget what it was. Yeah, it was it was definitely the Bucks. I forgot who they played, but uh, it's probably insensitive for me not to know the exact event. But um, if they really didn't want to play, they wouldn't have to play. Um, I mean, I I like I said, All Star breaks, like All Star festivities in every sport is kind of my favorite, except for the Pro Bowl that that needs fixing. Um, but I honestly think that was a little more talk than them actually not wanting to do it. Yeah, the players have definitely taken stronger stance, strong stances on the whole COVID pro- protocols. and um, As they should. Yeah, as they should. And I don't know, the league kind of took took a 180 on it. It, it didn't seem very in a route with the plans of just like trying to play it safe. But, right. it's a, but they got out of it okay. The players like the break itself. Like I think they're gonna go like a week without actually playing a game outside the All Star game. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. So I don't. I don't remember when play starts. I think it's Thursday. I could be wrong. I'm gonna go with Thursday. But yeah. So they'll have like a whole week off in between games, which all the players I'm sure enjoy, especially in a season like this. But um, yeah. Speaking of the, we mentioned baseball before. But spring training is in full swing right now, and I have not heard of any COVID issues there either, which is nice because baseball is quickly sneaking up on us. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of a couple, a couple of things, but not, nothing, nothing too drastic. Um, usually, it's a player has an inconclusive test, and they have to stay away from the team for a little bit, and then they get retested and now tests are faster. So instead of being out two weeks or something, you're only out. If you don't test positive, you're only out for so long, um, which is good. But no, I haven't seen, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard of a couple players, but it wasn't, it's never like, I don't know. I haven't seen any like big names or anything. No, not really. I mean, the the news is more around like how some states are starting to open up and ballparks are being included. Like I know uh, L.A. is going to open up Dodger Stadium in time for the season, I believe. And um, but yeah, so we come the start of the season, depending on how quick the vaccine rolls out, we should be seeing the baseball stadiums foot up again, which is great because I thought the cardboard cutouts looked stupid. Um, I'm still I, I don't know how I feel about the fake crowd noise. How just, how dare you insult the cardboard cutouts? The cardboard. Watching those things get plowed with baseballs was probably one of the more comical storylines in all of sports last year. I just thought it looked stupid. I, like, I, 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 it's cool. It's it, money goes to charity, whatever. I, I I don't know. It just looked dumb to me. 
seeing a baseball go through someone's cardboard head was quite comical. Like it's that was pretty great. I mean, yeah, I want I want fans in the stands. I do, but the cardboard thing, I, I I think that was pretty great. Okay, the actually the one thing that I thought was the best was when there was an article that said a fan finally fell from the green monster <laughs> in Fenway Park. <laughs> And it, it's just the video, the cardboard cutout falling down. And it was just such a clickbait title. And I believed it for half a second. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait a minute. What? And then I clicked the video. I'm just like, oh my God, it's a piece of cardboard. I thought that was hilarious. It completely, they completely baited people. I always loved the cardboard cutouts of people that were like, like i don't know if they were fans or what whatever but like you always had like the typical you know the kid with the baseball shirt the hat of his team and he's holding the baseball or whatnot and then you have mom or a sister or something and then you have that one random guy who when they asked for a photo and a hundred dollars for you to put your cardboard cutout out there went I'm not going to take a new photo, but I'm going to use like my realtor photo or something. And it was so painfully obvious and so weird to see when you're watching the batter's box or that one shot, that walk-up shot. And you can see kind of the stands on the first base side or third base side. And there's always that one guy that uses professional photo, whether he's like a real, like I said, a realtor or something like that. Did you ever see those? No, I saw a lot of dogs though. I did see a lot of dogs too, and I can't believe. I mean, if you were like, you know what, I'm not gonna make a put a photo of myself. I'll put a photo of my dog. That's fine. But I'm wondering how many people out there were like, oh well, I'm gonna try and buy as many seats as I can and just put animals out there. That seems like that would have been a prank. As some people have missed out on. I, I'm just. It, I don't know, it's a curious thing. I'm just wondering the thought process of let me spend a hundred bucks to put a picture of my dog on a piece of cardboard and put it in a baseball stadium. I, I often argue the 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 common sense of spending a hundred dollars to have you out in a cardboard cutout in the outfield. I'm I mean, not- you're in a you're in a pandemic. We're 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 not. Some people are struggling. I guess those people they're not struggling. It's fine, but it's like could that a hundred dollars went to something else? Could you not have stocked your fridge at least for that week? Toilet paper, man. Toilet paper. Toilet paper was, yeah. You're telling me you couldn't have went, oh, you know what? I gotta, I mean, it's, like I said, hopefully everybody didn't break the bank doing it. I'm sure there was one or two kids who did. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, stimulus or unemployment money went into it. So, I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, Walmart's putting out TVs every time a stimulus package comes out. And the TVs, ironically, are the exact amount that we get so oh yeah or people get um, there, there's plenty taking advantage of the money and so they, i can't really blame anyone i'm not gonna blame the dodgers for renting out seats to farm animals well though i did. do think that would have been great if i had the money to if we were still knee deep in this thing i would gladly and this network thing was making money i would gladly rent a good section of just farm animals you got your cow you got your chicken you got your mule i would call ass you got your uh I, I like where you're going with this 
you got your bloodhound. You got your you, that random cat may or may not be yours. Um, another chicken, the rooster. Um, you know, that'd be great. And then you got that run, one random exotic animal that like could be argued you shouldn't have, like some exotic bird from like Brazil. Yeah, like what's the limit that they're gonna say you can't put this on a piece of cardboard? There's got to be rules, and I, I. By the time we film the next episode, I'm going to look that up. I'm yeah. going to look up what the rules were. Because if there was no rules prohibiting me spamming the Los Angeles Dodgers with farm animals. You know what? Scratch that. The Dodgers are not on my shit list. The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are because they don't pick a damn city to, li- to call their own. I would rent out two rows and just make them farm animals. Goat. I forgot a goat. There you go. There you go. And you call Mike. Sorry, somebody. Mike. Sorry, somebody came in. I had to, I muted my mic. Dog. That's fine. Hold on. But you got your goat. You got your chicken. You got your rooster. You got your cow. You got your that random cat. Four or five chickens. I mean, how how deep is a row? And then you got um, like twenty deep. Twenty deep. Okay, so let's let's do the math here. Let's do one, two, three. Let's do three chickens, a rooster, one mule, because they always have one for some reason. Oh, yeah. Two cows. And uh, let's make it let's make it two cows, two horses, and a dog. That's ten. And now Jesus, we get to now you and now you need to get to go with elephants and lions and hippos. Yeah, and then it's gonna get increasing. While I'm on the phone with someone at the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I'm going to say, okay, so I got those ten. How many seats do I have? Oh, you have ten more seats. And I'm gonna go. Okay, so we're gonna get an elephant, an aardvark, giraffe, a seal, <laughs> an otter, somehow. Sh- shoehorn a, a shark in there we're gonna put what's another random animal an emu an alpaca an ostrich nice and a, and a desert tortoise and every single time mike trout goes up to bat he's just gonna see a plethora of random animals out there or god forbid um Albert Pujols pinch hits, and he's gonna wonder: Is that a goat out there? <laughs> no. And then what you're gonna do is we're gonna take like a four by three section and have a T Rex, but like this one section of it per seat, so that when you see it from a distance, it's kind of like a bunch of fans are holding up a sign that makes a T Rex. You're gonna start going with dinosaurs and whales and. <laughs> There's and there's no limit to this, and and then what I'm gonna do is let's say for some reason, not saying this is gonna happen, but they don't fill up stadiums completely over the next couple of years, and they start using cardboard to fill up the spaces. I'm gonna use my money for a random stadium every other week to rent out a T-Rex cutout. And it's not going to be like a T-Rex, like the costume you find at Party City or whatever. It's going to be like, I don't know, a cutout from Jurassic Park of the actual T-Rex. Yeah. 
Or, or what you could do, here's my other idea, since you're the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Oh, my God. It drives me nuts. Um, rent out or buy cardboard cutouts, but you only dress up in uh, movie costume. So, like, somebody dress up, dresses up as, like, Alan Grant and Ian Malcolm from Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. Have the whole then cast going. Got, Right, and then you've got oh god, who else could we do? We could do you know Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator Two. Excuse me, we could do the the possibilities are endless. Stormtroopers, they really are. And then once you once someone gets the ball rolling, then other people are going to get involved. And then yeah, I, I, and I'm looking forward to the article where somebody took it too far, and they let and they let something slip through. Yeah, it's going to be that one. Just that one. Well, yeah, they're gonna. There's always gonna be that one person that's gonna ruin it. Someone's gonna take a bunch of pictures of Indians and put it out there in Cleveland. Start mocking the <laughs> name change. Yeah, somebody's gonna take it too too far. Yeah, most most definitely. That's just my my point of view on it because of my strong dislike for the Angels. Anyway, but going back to spring training, it's in full swing. Um. The Yankees questions I have, um, they seem to be doing well. Uh, I'm not overly too concerned. Gary Sanchez is actually doing pretty well. He's getting, hopefully, he keeps that up. Um, but I just want the regular season to start. A weekend of spring training, and I was already over it. I'll be honest, I don't really watch spring training. Um, I mean, in general, the players don't play all that much. Like the pitchers, especially, they do very short outings. And then they have that rule where you maybe pitch like 23 or 27 pitches, they just end the inning. Um, but yeah, I've, I've gone out to spring training live, and that was a great time. But uh, I don't know, I just never, and I never pull myself to actually watching the games here at home. I'm just waiting for the regular season, just monitoring injuries and stuff. Uh, I mean, as a Dodgers fan, we're kind of just coasting at the moment. Don't mean the only real question is like what's the order the what's the starting rotation gonna be like when you've got David Price coming back, Kurosaw's still there, then they added Bauer in that ridiculous contract that he got. And so on bulldoze past the luxury tax. Yeah, you know, LA. They lost league lost all that money last year. Whatever, just signed this guy for ninety million dollars over three years, whatever the hell it was. But yeah, I mean, just kind of a lot of these teams just kind of coasting. Um, I don't know what to take away from it. I'm just waiting for the season to start. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of questions. I know a lot of people didn't really take last season all that seriously. I think I'm one of them. Um, I mean, it's just one of those things where I I just wanted more baseball, and it's kind of strange looking at stats and whatnot on everybody and seeing such weird numbers. And I'm not discrediting the Dodgers for anything. I mean, they are World Series champions. Um, all I have to say to the people that get on my butt for saying I couldn't take this season seriously, I don't know why they take it personally, is just win the damn thing this year. I'm just looking forward to the playoffs because the league, the National League is setting up for a Dodgers-Padres rematch because the Padres are are stacked. 
and they have a great team, and I think they're going to have a lot of casual fans looking for them to upset the Dodgers this year, and it's it's hard to not like the Padres. And then uh, Tatis got that absolutely massive contract early in the offseason. They really improved on their starting rotation, so they really come together as a team overall, and I'm looking forward to those matchups. I don't know anyone else in the National League who's really going to compete with either of those teams. I don't see it either. I mean, you've got a stacked Padres team, in my opinion, a stacked Dodgers team. No one's going to pay attention to the, any other teams in that division. I'd say Atlanta's Atlanta and then maybe St. Louis, depending on how their pitching goes. I mean, I know they have Flaherty, but I, I, they don't have this stacked rotation, in my opinion, that Atlanta does. I feel like Atlanta has a solid rotation, not maybe not as good as the Dodgers and Padres, but I think the Braves are that uh, third team. Easy I mean, third the, team. The Braves are right there. They were right there last season. They they closed out the Dodgers. I think they would have had a great shot at beating the Rays and winning the the World Series. They just pull, couldn't pull it together. But um, no, they're a solid team this year. I'm not sure what to think of teams like the Cubs and the Brewers. I don't know. They just kind of seem like they're always the Cubs seem to be going the wrong direction. Like, I mean, there's this, they're just further straying away from that World Series team from a few years back. I mean, granted, they have to just because the team has to evolve a bit. Uh, it just seems like a different team now. Uh, I forgot what the Brewers are doing, but I don't know. To me, it's just a very top-heavy National League. I think the the American League is a lot more open. I do believe when it comes to the American League, though, you've got You've got your Yankees, then you've got your your um, White Sox, I'm going to say. And then you have your, I'm going to say the third team is probably the Blue Jays. But that just depends on their pitching as well. I know they've got a lot of questions. Ryu is their, their number one. But it just depends on that. I mean, they have the same questions Yankees have with their rotation. There's the Yankees a lot of just... Questions. Yankees just really need to get healthy. They they had a lot of injuries last season. And, I mean, that comes into play later in the league income playoff time. But, yeah, like, they had a whole lot of injuries. I don't think anyone would be surprised to see the Yankees in the World Series again this year. Or not again, but just we haven't seen them there in a bit. A uh, whole lot the, of questions, yeah. The Twins should still have a really good roster last I remembered. Twins have that solid, solid roster, yeah, but... I mean, aren't they just uh, like all I, hitting, minimal pitching? I, I I would have to say so. Um, the funny thing about them is, is they they tend to creep up on everybody, like on at the time when it's not expected. But like, I didn't see them do a lot in the off season. I mean, they got J. A. Happ, which is what your fourth, fifth starter, maybe your third, depending on health, but. Uh, you don't have you have Josh Donaldson, um, but in terms of like your solid other players to back him up, I mean, who do you have? You have they had that um, Arias or Arias guy, and I I don't know. It's just too many questions, um, in my opinion. I don't know. I think I just need to get further into the season because baseball can be very unpredictable. Teams go up and down pretty quick because you. Have, I mean, there's so many players on the team. You never know who's just going to break out. 
and just turn a franchise around. Like Tatis turned the Padres around in literally two seasons. Like granted, um, there's a lot more that makes the team better, but it's just kind of one of those players that just changes the way you look at a team and they just bring that excitement around them. And I yeah. just don't really feel like the Twins have like that kind of a player. Their opening no, they day don't. start their opening day starter is gonna be Kenta Maeda. Yeah, and like I'm not saying that they're gonna be by any means on the lower tier of the American League. I just don't see them competing with the Yankees or the Blue Jays. I mean, the Blue Jays got Springer, and that alone helps them. I mean, and they got that, and they have That's a young right. core. They so. got Springer. The Ast- got- what do you think about the Astros then? Because they they lost Springer, but they they were a very deep team. They still got Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Brantley. Uh, uh, Jordan Alvarez should be hopefully healthy this season, and then they still got Granke and McCullers pitching. They lost a lot of depth in their starting rotation. That's what they did. Um, I believe they recently signed Odorizzi. Um, yeah, I. I- I, I'm not worried about them as much when they don't have Verlander. Um, That's yeah. He's uh, I think he's recovering from Tommy John. Um, uh, I I gotta be honest. I th- this isn't the Astros of old, and you know it seems like every since that ever since that scandal came out about you know the cheating and whatnot, they really really tried hard to prove everybody wrong. And I gotta be honest, your your star player, in my opinion, left to play baseball in Canada. Um, to me, that that tells me something. Uh, I don't want to get, I won't get into it too much, but Altuve, I think he barely hit like a two fifty or something like that. Let me pull it up real quick. Oh my and, god, no, not even. Um two nineteen. And, and when something like nine home runs or six home runs or something like that. I mean it, I mean everyone wants them to lose now because they're because they cheated and they had the whole scandal going on and they kinda got away with it. I mean I, I mean obviously I'm a Dodgers fan, so I fucking hate them. Um but I know the players are definitely gonna wanna distance themselves from it. And once they kind of like if they come midseason and they're a mediocre team that's really not going to compete, that's when you can start to see things fall apart and uh, players start to leave. Uh, there are always these rumors around Correa. I think didn't Brantley just resign? I think that blew my mind. I think that's who it was. Brantley resigned with him, but it was like yeah, two years, thirty-two million strange, dollars. It was a strange deal because. He had agreed, I guess, or it was rumored that he agreed with the Blue Jays first, and then it was something that had to be cleared up. But to me, that even says a lot. I mean, I know the baseball offseason is is very slow, is extremely slow, um, but you had two players that almost left that were kind of an uh, a important part of your World Series team, but I don't think... The Astros, I, I'm not as worried about them. I mean, yeah, you have Granky, but let's be honest. Granky isn't Granky from four or five years ago. And he's more of a, um off-speed, um, trip-you-up type of guy. And I just don't see him. I mean, the times I've seen the Yankees play him, um, 
they have trouble, but once they get a hold of him, they get a hold of him. Same thing with Verlander. I just don't. I'm more worried about Verlander than I am Granky because Verlander seems to be getting or staying remote, kind of on the same tier as he used to be. I mean, not exactly, but still in the same conversation. Yeah, but they, there's too there's too many questions with that that um, starting rotation. And I mean, McCullers, yeah, you, you got all that, but I don't know. I I see the I see honestly see the Angels finishing before them. I mean, again, Granky's they're going to be their starter, their uh, their ace. But the dude is thirty seven. His ERA was over four last season. Like he, could, I mean, and pitchers can just fall off the map. I remember Roy Halladay was awesome for his whole career, and then. It took two years for him to go from like Zion contending to pretty much out of the league, and at thirty-seven right. and Grank in his uh, Granky's ERA going from under three to four in one season, uh, it could he could be on his way out a lot sooner than people think. I mean, I don't yeah, want I mean, to. I like Granky, but you know, I mean, you just have to be worried about these old uh, players that are getting to this age and a team that lost a lot of depth that are still relying on your veterans. If those veterans start to fall off, all of a sudden the team loses a lot of, a lot of their strength. Yeah. I mean, I don't see him as a threat. I, they're second. I honestly think they're second in the division behind the angels. I would just be happy just to see the angels compete. You and the rest of their fan base. The most underachieving team with one of the best players to ever play the game. It's a very sad sight. I am, I, you know what? I'm one of those people, I am not on the Mike Trout train because having a great player on a team that's literally doing nothing for him except for putting a piece at a time over the course of like six years, it, it just doesn't work for me, man. I mean, is this? I, I, I don't want to say. You're Anaheim. You're Los Angeles. Where are you? I I can't even say that the, the I mean they're just making the wrong decisions. I'm because like they're, it's not like they're afraid to make the deals. Every so often they sign someone to this massive deal, and it all started with Pujols. However many years ago, like in 2012, they signed him to a massive deal, and then he immediately became uh fell into mediocrity. Uh, Josh Hamilton got a massive contract and completely just fell off the face of the earth. Um, Ota- they paid Otani all this big money to be this pitcher, hitter guy, and now he's just a hitter. And then and they signed him to be a pitcher, which is a funny thing. Yeah, and now he doesn't, they now he doesn't him to do pitch. that anymore. And, and now then, he's not, yeah. I mean, they signed Rendon to that big contract. I guess that one's still going fine. I mean, I don't want to judge anything on too much on last season, but I mean, he's still, he's, he's 30. He's fine. He's going to keep on going, but you need more than Rendon and Trout. And they've just spent so much money on these big name players that are just not big names anymore. And they just, the roster just seems thin despite spending all that money. Oh, they still have Justin Upton. Justin yeah, Upton. Yeah. Well, likes. Justin Upton's your, I mean, he's just there to, to hit, I mean, yeah, there he hit two hundred last year, two hundred four yeah. last year, two fifteen the year before that. He fell off a cliff too. 
no offense, but the Angels should have been one of those people that were on the DJ LeMahieu train, I think. Because if you had him getting on base, I mean, I know Trout, uh, I don't know so much last season, but I remember a couple of seasons where he was their typical leadoff guy. But if yeah. you had someone like DJ who gets on base in front of him, then you're scoring, you're almost immediately getting, you're almost a run locked in. And they don't, they don't, they don't just put, they don't put the right pieces in. You got oh, Shohei Otani. You got him for a pit as to be a pitcher, and now he's wowing everybody as a hitter. I wouldn't say that's a, that's working out all that great because you're gonna have to. I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to pick one. He's gonna have to be a pitcher. He's gonna have to be a hitter. Yeah, I'm just looking through their depth chart again. Uh, they signed Dexter Fowler. Yeah, he, he was acquired from the, the Cubs. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, but he, again, he's he's 34, and his best years are, again, behind him. His last three years, he's hitting 233, 238, and 180. Like, I mean, there's so many old guys. There's so many old guys on this team. And then their leadoff. And then Dylan Bundy is apparently going to be their opening day starter. Yeah, they need pitching help. I did, that organization, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. it is my hot take of the episode. They may make the playoffs, but I don't see Mike Trout getting anything the time he's in. He's there. He's going to get MVPs. He's going to get all gold gloves, silver sluggers, whatever, all-star appearances. That man's not getting past the first round. He's they not getting like, past the first round. They feel like the New York Knicks right now. Because <laughs> I can't call the Mets that anymore because they – because uh, they've completely changed course. They have. To, oh, there you go, the Mets. Yeah, I totally yeah. forgot about that. Okay, yeah, they, so that would be my third. Yeah, so they 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 mean they've kind of they're spending money now and they're showing that they want to compete, which is fantastic. Again, the Mets feel even before playing, they feel different. There's just a different vibe around this team now, and it's good. You don't have that with the Angels. They still feel like the, like a shitty team. Yeah, I mean. They gotta get some work done. the The Mets should be good this this season. They're they're gonna be fun to watch. Wait, so I, I want to double check because again, I haven't kept all that uh kept up all that much because it's only um a spring training. I mean, I want to pull up the Mets depth chart right quick and just go through some of these names because they still got Degrom, uh, Carlos Carrasco. The guards can come back halfway through the season. They have Carrasco, Stroman, Walker. I mean, their lineup's fine. Um, Edwin Diaz, James McCann, Pete, uh, Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, J.D. Davis, Francisco Lindor. That was the big name. Michael Conforto still there. Villar's still there. I mean, there's talent on this team. And I yeah. gotta say, like Mets fans have more to be excited this year than they've had in a long time. And that's what happens when a team's owner ownership pretty much changes, and someone comes out. I mean, this this is the same thing. Going back to basketball again, uh, when the Clippers sold, and then they went out and they made traded for uh, they traded for Chris Paul. Well, I mean, I think they traded first, but when what's his name came in and bought the team, everything around the vibes of that team changed, and it still holds true today. Like the Clippers are. A competing team because they have that culture that says we want to go out there we want to commit to winning we're not here just to run a business and just be mediocre and make a few bucks we want to go out there we want to make uh names for our players 
and make an impact in the league. And that's kind of the vibe I'm getting from the Mets right now. Nothing's really changed on the course of the Angels. And they have all the opportunity to do so. You're absolutely right. They got to they gotta prove it to me. I mean, this is a season to prove it. I mean, there's so many teams out there that the White Sox, the the Padres, the Braves, the Blue Jays, the Mets. There's so many teams out there. You, it's getting crowded. This is really turning into shit on the Angels podcast, didn't it? It really did, and I don't mind that. We need. I, I don't either. If you didn't want it to happen, do something about it. Yeah, you got to do something about it. What are anyway, gonna, what are the Rays going to do this year? The Rays are going to finish maybe second. I would, you know, a lot of people are high on them. They traded think, Snell. Yeah, I know. They to me were a flash in the pan last season. I say it's 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 the Blue Jays in second place. It's their standing to lose, if that makes any sense. Who else did they lose? They lost another. They lost another really good pitcher. Um. God damn it! What was his name? Morton. I believe they. I believe they traded him, didn't they? They lost. They uh, they went to the World Series last year, and then they lost Snell and Morton. Yeah, I just don't. I mean, flash in the pan. Yep. I mean, they're they're kind of uh, just a Rosa Reina now. Yeah, and I mean, even he's got question marks. I mean, I, I, you know me. We've known each other for a long time. I'm one of those, yeah, your debut season's great, but let's see you after that. So what do you feel about the Tatis contract then? Because he's, I mean, it's not his, I mean, he's done it for more than one season, but he's still extremely young to get a contract that size. I think it's great because um, it's a small market, and I always want small market teams to get the new hip player, if that makes sense. Um, so, like, I, I think it's a great deal. It's for a great value, and people like to trash it and say Tatis could have gotten more. But, like, I think it's one of those contracts that it goes up in value and then it kind of tapers and stays flat. Um, also, I believe he's got um, options in there as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think I listened to a podcast recently where somebody said that, I mean, by the time it gets to the option or whatever, he should be still good age and everything, so... I mean, we'll see, but I, I liked it. Yeah, I think the option kicks in at, like, when he's going to be 29 or 30 or something. And, I mean, this is a team-friendly contract, honestly. I mean, he's incredibly young. When it Even if he goes through the whole thing, he's going to be in his mid-30s. He can keep on going. It's not like one of these contracts with one of these 29-year-olds that goes 10 years. And the team's just going to kind of be dealing with it towards the end of it. Todd, they should get the full effect the full money's worth out of this guy because they signed him so young he's 22 years old yeah he's 22 years old and he signed through 35 and he's never gonna make more than 36 million dollars it looks like he will never make more in one season than trevor bauer is in two seasons with the dodgers 
Yeah, well, don't forget, Trevor Bauer's got to opt out ever after each season, so. Yeah. That was a really you know? interesting contract. Yeah, it's very interesting, and that's kind of scary to me. Baseball offseason um, is weird. It is. Baseball offseason is very interesting and very weird. Just want to take a second to remind you about the Oscars Watch Along Party presented by 5050 Network. Watch with the team and other film fans. Discuss the films and hang out. April 25th. That's April 25th. It's a Sunday, 4.30 Pacific time via Twitch and YouTube. Come watch the pre-show where at little says, that's at little says on Instagram, is going to do makeup and hairstyle looks. Fill out a ballot. Send it in. Win prizes. Come hang out with us. Anyway, moving on to film. The what sports aspect of this went way long, but that's fine. Um, no, it's perfect. Um, a lot of great movies out. You watch Coming to America too. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that has to do with the great movies coming out, but I did see Coming to America. Well, um, it was hyped as a great movie. It was hyped because the original was very charming it was the original was great I, I love that film it's been on tv a lot so i've been watching it and uh it just has a special charm to it and having just watched it the new one today it just didn't have it i i felt there were a lot of red flags watching the trailers out that they're gonna go very goofy with it because of um what's her name leslie jones is in it and um Tracy Morgan. Honestly, Leslie, Leslie Jones was great. I thought she was fantastic in the movie. Uh, one of the bright spots. Um, and Tracy Morgan was not even in it all that much. His character is fine. It just... It felt like a new Eddie Murphy film and not one of his old Eddie Murphy films. I and it was, I get it. Yeah, and kind of like when Dumb and Dumber 2 came out. When these sequels to yeah. really great movies come out. And then come out De- too late. Yeah, decades late. Um, you really just can't capture it the same way it came out the first time. So I was kind of disappointed, but I mean, I, I was do. I kept my expectations reserved for a reason. Yeah, but I mean, um, so I, I, I threw you into that one because I know we we're supposed to talk about good movies coming out or exciting <laughs> movies that coming out, but. Um, I know you watched it before we recorded this, so yeah. Um, but in terms of movies coming out uh, that are exciting, um, I know Nomadland came out already, and I need to watch that. Same. Um, we have Mortal Kombat coming out. When does it actually come out? I actually think it's closer to May. And then I think we got Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, Godzilla is right around the corner. Yeah, Godzilla's right around the corner, and then you got your Space Jam. Um, Speaking of films that might be coming a few decades late, more Red Flags? But, I mean... It's going to be interesting. I mean... It might just be a thing of that we're older now. Because, I mean, it is is a Looney Tunes movie. And Space Jam has yeah, a special no, always, place. Things like Toy Story with no no questions. Uh, not everything Toy Story, though. <laughs> this is true. If everything can be as good as the Toy Story sequels, then by all means, make as many as you want. Yeah, like, that's true. Like when they announced Toy Story 4, I was like, uh, maybe, yeah, just, I was too. Maybe, just, maybe, maybe just leave it. 
Maybe just leave it alone. Ne- but it, it was fine. Next, next thing you know, I'm laughing my ass off, and nearly, I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, as as long as they do it right, it's fine. I think Toy Story was spaced out just enough. Um, I don't, I don't, not quite sure how long Space Jam and Space Jam Two are going to be apart, but it might be too long. It's decades. It's decades. It's at least two decades. Um. I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's a basketball movie, and it's... Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's a sequel to something that I love, so you got to watch it. Um, but, I mean, we also have um, some dates that moved around, like Black Widow's been moving around back and forth. That'll be coming out this year. And then you have A Quiet Place 2. Yeah, we've been... Um, that's They've been kind of just sitting on that for a while. It was supposed to come out last year. And that was... Yeah, and that's one of those movies that when I was scrolling through Instagram and they said they had an affirmative date, I was thinking to myself, I completely forgot about that movie. And then I got upset with myself that I completely forgot about it because I believe that to be one of the better thrillers, horror movies, whatever you want to call it of the last handful of years. It was original and this love originality in films nowadays. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for that one. But I mean, my, I have a soft spot for my um, comic book or video game movies. You got Mortal Kombat. You know, you got your Black Widow coming out. So, I mean, we'll see. Um, I, I am hoping. I'm hoping. I am That's hoping that. Yeah, it's definitely a word. I'm going to make it a word. It's going to be my word. Hoping. I am hoping that. Um, you know, things open up and we can start doing these uh, IMAX trips that we used to do for big name releases because, I mean, if they do, by the time Godzilla comes out, I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, because um, is there any kind of film better to see in IMAX than Godzilla? No. We, no. we saw both, the the first one. Um, yeah, don't say and, original. People get mad. Yeah, uh, uh, the... the <laughs> 2014 the gareth anderson reboot we'll call it and then its sequel at, at imax at uh city walk and it was fantastic both time both times we went um so hopefully we get to do that again and i know i definitely want to do it when the star wars films that have been been announced um months ago i did a real talk episode over um those I definitely will have to see in an IMAX too. Oh yeah, your Rogue Squadron, your yeah, whatever other uh, films. I don't have the list in front of me. I knew them yesterday, but it will be interesting. See movies like that. It's okay if they're not great because you're because they're still going to be great watches in an IMAX theater. Yes, uh, affirmative. I remember we saw. Um, what did we see? We saw uh, Battle of the Five Armies. The, oh, yeah. The last Hobbit movie. And I remember we just pretty much went because we wanted to see... The Star Wars trailer. No, it was, was the was? Batman vs. Superman trailer. Oh, okay. We got my time and on then, stuff. Yeah, but I, I remember being kind of let down because it wasn't attached to that movie, but I remember it was still pretty, pretty worth it. I don't think there was a single movie. I mean, Predator was kind of weird, but... Um, I didn't. I certainly didn't hate watching that on the big screen, the IMAX screen. 
No, we. Uh, I enjoyed. I mean, the the movie wasn't great, but it was a fun watch, and that's all that really mattered. Yeah, I think we've narrowly missed regretting any of them. I don't. I don't remember a single one like out of the hating out of the gate. Yeah, even again, we saw Batman and Superman there too, and the movie was iffy, but it was a great watch in the theater. And yeah. that's 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 the great thing about the IMAX theater. It it pays to watch things there because even if it's a bad movie you're still going to have a good time and that you're sure as hell not going to walk out because you paid like 25 bucks to watch it. <laughs> exactly. I think I, I would like to think that the amount of money that we paid to go is not the contributing factor to how we felt, but yeah. I, I can honestly say they were just, they were fun anyway. Um, I'm trying to think of what other movies that we did see. We, I mean, we saw Batman versus Superman. We saw, did we see one of the Star Wars? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. I didn't see the the Force Awakens for like a month until after it came out and I didn't get anything spoiled somehow. I I don't remember why. I had no the hype was just not there for that film. Okay. Yeah, I saw yeah, I saw that. we saw uh The Rise of Skywalker really quick. And then yeah, we, we did. <laughs> And then when we saw The Last Jedi, which we didn't even see in the IMAX theater because we had low expectations, I think we spent an hour outside the movie theater shitting on it. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yes, we did. We absolutely did. Um, I don't know when I, when if I, IMAX can save I, that. I don't I don't think so either. Um, we definitely have to get back to doing that when I move back because – that would make pretty much an excellent mini episode of this is just us shitting on movies that we had just seen or not shitting on the movies we had just seen outside the theater itself. Um, but I'm, I know we saw civil war. We saw both Avengers movies. Oh yeah. Infinity war and Endgame. I know we saw civil war. Cause I remember that was that, that one kid to my upper left. That was like losing his mind. <laughs> um, at least I'm it wasn't a. At least it wasn't a baby. Which movie had oh, yeah, the, baby? the baby and the Godzilla thing? Which I still need to do a rant episode about. Um, I'll, I'll get to that this week and hopefully. Um. Anyway, going back to it, uh, movies coming out: Mortal Kombat. I can't wait for. I gotta see Nomadland. I gotta see uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, watch Tenant already. I'm kind. I'm slowly catching up. Um, I'm just waiting for like the Oscar nominations to come out, so there's like a list of things that are telling me to to watch these. Yeah, and I mean we need that to come out for the the Oscar stream, but I, I I honestly am just going by the the Golden Globes list because oh, I feel like it, yeah, that's a good idea. If you if you go by that in terms of movies, you're pretty much gonna be set. I mean there might be one or two that fall through the cracks because you always get that you know supporting actress that's different or um supporting actor that's different or and, and i know the oscars are adding more movies to the best film so you're gonna have to pretty much i don't know how many are in the category for best picture and golden globes we're gonna have to probably watch them and whatever ones didn't make the cut yep yeah, but we got to do that. Uh, we got to do that. I mean, you already saw Judas the Black Messiah. You told me to watch it. You, you liked should. it. Yeah, it was good. Um, I saw something that wasn't nominated, and I don't know why. Um, 
the sound of metal um um i gotta watch promising young woman i i'm i'm definitely gonna take like a random week and just catch up on movies maybe this week i mean you know i've got i'm i'm working i got school but i could put some time aside and i have to because jews and black messiah i think comes out off hbo in a week oh yeah uh, how about wandavision did you uh are you caught up with that i'm completely caught up okay same i i enjoyed it um i want i want answers to my questions on are we going to introduce the x-men in this goddamn universe or not all in good time um i'm really happy in time yeah i'm really happy i got a late start to this because um i there i saw a lot of complaints that the first two episodes were kind of slow and i didn't start watching until like the third episode was already out so i got to zoom right through it and um i think that was very big very beneficial for me because i can i would definitely have been on the complaints of this is kind of painful just uh a painful start but then I think it was like episode four when things really started to change. And then from there on out, it was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people complained about that slow start. All I got to say is um, you need to be patient. And then what I don't understand is, is as Marvel fans, uh, me personally being more of a DC fan, not DC movie fan, DC comic book fan, you kind of been getting everything you wanted for years i mean they're gonna pay off but if you get your payoff when you want it every time you're gonna ruin narratives yes i understand it was a little slow i do agree it was a little slow but enjoy the little things yeah i mean when's the last time marvel's released something that's been bad movie wise yeah are we talking mcu wise or comic book wise because a comic book question i can answer oh mcu Um, (laughs) Like I'm, I would say the last what I was gonna go all the way back to like Thor: The Dark World. I don't think I've been I like disappointed. Thor the Dark World. I, I would have th- to say it, it just came across mediocre to me. Okay, I get that. I would have to say, to in my opinion, the first two Thor movies are the weakest links in all of them. Yeah, in all the MCU movies. I mean, if we're really gonna get technical and use. Um, Edward Norton's Hulk that is too I guess but yeah that's um, going way back I, I would have to say that and Iron Man 2 maybe and none of these movies I, I, I dislike or hate it's just they're not when I'm watching Disney Plus they're not the first ones I go to okay I just thought of one I changed my mind uh, the last thing I uh, I found myself not wanting to watch again was Captain Marvel Okay, Captain Marvel also is to me a weak link. Um, that was the most recent one. Like, like I said, Thor: The Dark World. There was some stuff between that before that. Like, I didn't like Iron Man three, yeah, Iron Man three, the- Thor two, and Captain Marvel. I think everything else has been fantastic, and that's a that's a lot of years and a lot of movies and shows. Yeah, and that's I'm a not good track record. I, and I think you'll agree. You're not saying that they suck outright but they're they're a tier below they're not yeah and the captain america one captain america the captain marvel one um i i looked forward to so much because i love female-led movies and 
especially when the and it's a comic book form, a comic book movie. I think my issue with that was knowing so much of the comic book lore. I wanted it to the scroll thing to be to kind of pan out differently. And another problem I had with it is Captain Marvel, in my opinion, will always be Shazam's Captain Marvel. And I will argue this to the end of my days. I don't know why DC does not sue them. I don't know how they didn't trademark it. I got to read up on it. Um, I'm not saying I dislike the movie for that. I'm just, I'm just playing. But I mean, the only thing in Captain Marvel, I think they did. I also have a little bit of an issue with it being placed in the nineties and then her taking off for three decades and then showing up. Um, narrative wise um i i get that kind of alluded to that in end game and i won't get into it because i don't want to take all of our time but um i just wish they had a different story in my opinion um because it's kind of weird to do a prequel kind of movie and then like when you're iron when you're watching iron man stuff you're like oh there isn't a lot of superpowered people and then all of a sudden you know Captain America's out there so you get that but then you got like Captain Marvel coming out of nowhere with a 90s haircut and then you've got I mean what's what's next Taskmaster in the 80s I know Taskmaster's in the Black Widow movie but like <laughs> like what I don't know it's just a narrative thing for me but great movies and I want them and I want more of them I want sequels I want Captain Marvel to have four movies I want Black Widow I wish she would have more movies um, Miss Marvel, all these characters excited to see them. Hawkeye show, um, with Katie Bishop, it's gonna be great. More to look forward to. We got um, the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming out right Falcon around the Winter corner. Soldier, like two yeah. weeks. I think it's two weeks because everybody's like complaining. Yeah, I like yeah, how they on. just did that like back to back with Wandavision, and there's, I mean, clearly they're gonna be very different. Very different shows, and uh, they're keeping the the weight short, which is fantastic. So I'm looking forward to that, and that and that I'm should tie us over. Too. That should tie Winter us Soldier's over until the summer comes out. Yeah, Winter Soldier's my boy, and um, I th- I think one thing that bo- bothers me about a lot of Marvel fans is, I get it, we didn't get a lot of movie releases, but we got a a, a lot of announcements that we've been waiting for for a very long time. We've gotten news on so many different movies that are coming out in the next year or two. I don't see why taking a small break from a a movie like Endgame is a bad thing. No, I mean, in terms of the timeline, it made it make perfect sense to have the break there. Yeah, the timing was perfect. And but I mean, we've got Black Widow coming out. We've got uh, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange. We've got the wait's over. We've gone th- we've gone through the drought, and now this stuff's starting to come out. The drought and... wasn't even that long. No, it really was. I mean, it doesn't feel like that long. It was it was like a year. But uh, about it, the last two Avengers movies came out within what? Maybe less than a year of each other. Yeah, it's there, a short it was. Wait. It was one year, and then we had <laughs> Spider Man come out, and then we had the gap until pretty much WandaVision, which has been worth the wait. And I'm sure everything coming out next would be uh, worth the wait. Yeah, it, it is. It's going to be great. Loki show is going to be great. Hawkeye show is going to be great. What if? Blade. You had all this Fantastic Four. I mean, come on. 
DC, get your stuff together. Nah, they're doing great. They uh, they leaked the Snyder Cut early. They did, but that's an HBO problem. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, man. I just want DC to get on their feet because, like, as, as a comic fan, I feel like DC's stories are just a little bit better, especially when it comes to team-up movies. Like, Maybe they're honestly, dropping the ball on it. Yeah, I think so, because the Avengers movies are great. They're awesome. But, like, I mean, I know I got into comic books late, but they're the ones I've, I've read. There's something about DCs that are just more more involving, more um, suspenseful, thrilling. And, I mean, they got to reboot their damn universe every other year, but it's kind of interesting. Um, it's like having that really rich chocolate cake and getting a stomach ache, but you keep eating it because it's great and you just keep getting a stomach ache. It just never ends. Um, but the, the Snyder Cut's coming out and I'm just hoping they don't screw it up. I mean, how good can it really be though? Like, cause it's not really, it doesn't really like, it's not like a new movie. It's just, they put so much money. Well, apparently what the thing is that the, the kicker is, is Josh Joss Whedon or whatever his name is, um, who's not a friend of the podcast because of his <laughs> abuse claims against him, and I will never be for that. Um, he used like something like five percent of Zack Snyder's footage and reshot literally everything else. Um, I don't know if that's a, true. It must be a nightmare to edit this. Like, I understand why it's taking forever. Yeah, because I don't. Know. It's going to be a four-hour movie, so yes. And you got to think of the restrictions and everything. It's going to be a nightmare. But um, I'm I honestly lie. think it's going to be good. Do I think it's going to be like the greatest DC mo- Marvel or DC like, movie? Like I don't ju- know. It don't... just needs to be better than Justice League because that movie sucked ass. And it's more. Yeah, you, you more... like disliked it so much more than Batman versus Superman, if I remember correctly. I like I like Batman versus Superman way more than Justice League. Yeah, I thought, I, which I, I don't understand. <laughs> I Justice just... League is so bad. I have such a low opinion of that movie. It's just cringy crap. Um, it, <laughs> it's, it's so strange. It's I mean, a very it, low. It's a very low bar for me to say just be better than Justice League. But it's not just that it has to be better. It's just to prove a point of just stop meddling and just let good directors do things. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be good. I get to see um, Darkseid, who's one of my favorite comic book characters in it. Um, I just hope if they screw it up, I want... I honestly can say this. If they screw up him for me, the movie could be great. It could be like an Oscar-nominated film. I don't care, which I wonder if it would even be, if it, even if it was that good, if it would even be eligible. Um, if they screw up Dark Side for me, I'm not going to like it at all. That's um, don't screw it up. No, they they can't afford to screw, uh, mess up a villain like that. No, they they honestly can't, and with their mess ups lately. But like, I I just want the movie to do good. So they don't reboot everything. I want a Ben Affleck Batman universe. They're yeah, like I wouldn't He's be a, surprised. Like they're on the verge of blowing everything up. 
Yeah, but like, what's funny is after Batman versus Superman and the screw ups of Justice League, they were like, "Oh, we're just gonna do, we're gonna reboot Batman." And then there's talks of rebooting Superman right now. But I honestly wanted to do good because I want them to think: Is there really more we could get out of this? Which I think they could. Cavill's a great Superman. Yeah, I think he's fine. Well, is, is did he say he's out? But I mean, the new I didn't see anything about this reboot with J.J. Abrams um, that he was out. They said it was a new one. There, I think a couple articles claimed it was a reboot, but like, I'm gonna wait and see because I honestly think HBO or Warner Brothers um, rather isn't gonna be putting this much money into releasing the Snyder Cut for fans if they don't want to see if they can re-up the ante kind of thing. Re-spark interest. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's more of the, yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. But Gal's a great Wonder Woman. Affleck's a great Batman. I'm still looking forward to Pattinson Batman, but like... Yeah, like the the talent's there. I mean, it's not it's not the actors. It's not miscast at all. It's just the writing no, has, been, has been poor. The plots are kind of weird and everything. and they just shoehorn so many heroes into one movie. It's like Marvel had I'm gonna say six movies before Avengers. Not six, maybe like four. They had you know the Hulk movie, the Edward Norton one, which I consider canon. Captain America. Iron Man, I think they had Iron Man 2 before Avengers came out, and then they had... Um, yeah, they did. And then they had... Um, shoot. It's left me, I don't remember. Yeah, but I mean, then Justice League is... I mean, they kind of just threw things together. I mean, it was very clearly just, they're trying to keep up with Marvel and just get the 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 universe going. And then they just threw in Steppenwolf, and it's just... What? A redesign. His new design or original design looks a lot better. I and haven't seen the redesign. Redesign's pretty cool. But Carrion Hines, um, I honestly thought he was a great villain. He's got a great voice for a villain. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Cautious optimism. Conscious optimism. There we go. I'm liking what I'm seeing from the stills they're showing and the little teaser trailers. I just know that they like to ruin the whole movie with their trailers, so I really want them to stop. It is a four-hour movie, though, so if I was a filmmaker doing something like this, you're not getting any new footage until the movie comes out. Oh, my God. Is this the thought of waiting all this time for a four-hour movie and then it sucks? You will know within the first forty-five minutes if it's gonna suck. Very true. I had I had that same thought go in my mind watching Coming to America today. I knew within the first fifteen minutes this this was not gonna be a good movie. And you know what? I honestly think he was given so much time and stuff, and a little more freedom. And this with this whole Joss Whedon thing coming out about him being um, awful, um, I honestly think it should be good. It's gonna be good. It's gonna. Be, I. I honestly think it'll be as long as they execute everything. It'll be better than the first one. As long as it's better. And that's all we have for today. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at fifty dash fifty network, on Facebook at fifty forward slash fifty network, 
on Instagram at F-I-F-T-Y 5-0 Network and on Twitter at at 50 underscore 50 Network. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following along. Have a great one.